Zack, the man who had led them to the hut, cracked the butt of his rifle on the Korean kid's jaw, provoking a cry of panic from three of the others. This made him cock his gun and aim it at them. They fell silent, faces kissing the dirt, praying to Mother Earth for forgiveness. I said be still, Zack hissed. The sixteen teenagers were separated by an arm's length. They sat in rows of four. The hard dirt floor was not kind to their knees. Three girls quietly swallowed their gut-wrenching sobs. Another girl, Brooke, remained calm, waiting patiently for the madness to end. These teenagers had no way of knowing of the darkness that lurked beyond the rich green foliage. They were unaware of the vile and hideous creature that lay in wait for them at the heart of the jungle. The hut was big and covered in camouflage material. Ragged streams of purple cloth lined the wooden support planks. In front of the first row of teenagers was a giant wicker chair, whose cane strips had become unwoven over time. However, despite its aged and thorny appearance, it somehow seemed darkly majestic, even regal. But what kind of king would reign from this throne? To its right, a wobbly wooden table held a few browning paperbacks, a blackboard tablet with chalk and a phonograph, which had been playing when they were first rushed into the hut. The song that scratched and popped through the speaker now was Richard Wagner's Rise of the Valkyries. From behind a dingy curtain, everyone heard the sound of a cot groaning as a weight was lifted from it. A man with the build of a mountain stepped out, moving Zack aside with a pad on his arm. He was over six feet tall and looked to be made of pure muscle. His shoulders were thick as the beams that held up the hut. His graying stubble was almost long enough to be recognized as a full beard. He wore military fatigues like the rest of his goons, but that is where the similarities ended. Where they were jumpy and trigger-happy, this man seemed to be the poster child for the calm that precedes the storm. His name was Craig Hooks. He walked over to the record player and lifted the needle, the record still spinning steadily. He let it spin, regarding the thing with a grin. As he sat down on his thorny throne, he pulled out a pair of reading glasses. His voice was a deep baritone. Morning, class. This greeting was met with silence as the teens hesitantly looked up from the dirt floor. Brooke noticed a line of medals adorning his breast pocket. One of them was a purple heart. She knew that one. Her uncle had been awarded that one. He left it to her when he died.